Welcome. I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and even a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Everyday, at kristenesser.com, or on Instagram at kristenesser. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. Hi, welcome to episode 21. This is kind of an important episode to me because one year ago, I started this podcast. I'm actually recording on February 5th, and I just checked the Apple Podcast app and see that I first posted on February 6th, 2018. I knew it was in February. I would not have known exactly when this was, or I wouldn't have maybe even thought to check it, but the Just Wanna Quilt podcast which I was just a guest on not too long ago talking about the handpiece quilt along. We started our podcasts the same week and she pointed this out to me. And uh, she has a very big deal interview podcast, lots of very famous quilters, lots of um, normal people like me talking too, just about about quilting journeys. So she's a law professor over at Tulane University. And yeah, they're having a big old birthday bash on the Just Wanna Quilt page right now. So, but anyways, enough about that. I am so excited that I've made it to the year mark. It's been so much fun. This has been so much more fun than I ever thought it would be. So um, to celebrate, I'm going to do a giveaway. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to talk about that at the end of the episode. So if you're interested in the one-year Happy Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast uh, celebration, it'll be at the end of the episode. Let's talk about what we're drinking. I hope that you are drinking something uh, really fun. One of these days, I should record at night and just be drinking a glass of wine (laughs) while we talk. And who knows the shenanigans we could get up to with that. But today I am drinking, again, the same tea I was drinking last week because I'm really loving it. It's Twining Assam. I will put a link in the show notes. It's um, a big, bold tea, and I'm loving it. It was a gift from my friend Pam. And um, I'm like embarrassed to tell you how many cups I have had on top of my three cups of coffee today. So I'm a little bit bouncing off the walls. So I better just kind of uh, knock that off. So here we are. It's already February. Oh my gosh, this, you know, where is 2019 going, right? (laughs) It's going so fast. We had a few things, you know, we're at the end of soccer season in our family. Um, My middle son, Jonah, just had a, a birthday. It's the first birthday celebrated by one of our family members away from home because it was just in the middle of the week in the middle of the um, quarter not a good time to to come home and we're not going to drive three hours down there to say happy birthday on a Wednesday (laughs) so um, both uh, my college kids will be coming home in a few weeks but that was um, yeah it was a little sad Um, Luckily, we kept really busy that day with all the activities of Ben, last soccer game of the season, musical performance, so I didn't have much time to dwell on it. And I did um, send Jonah a little uh, care package in the mail, and um, so that was kind of fun. I'm I'm not really a care package mom, sadly, because my kids go to school 135 miles away, so we see them enough, and when we see them, we stock them up on everything, but it was kind of fun to, to mail something. So yeah, we're just kind of settling into the rhythm of, of 2019. Are you settling into the rhythm too? It's um, it's taken me a while. I keep seeing that uh, February is the new January. Is that right? Did I say that the correct way? But yeah, it's sometimes, um, you know, we just can't turn on a dime at the beginning of the year, especially coming off the holidays. It takes me a little while. 
Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, and notions. They're always coming up with exciting new exclusives, clubs, and quilt-along programs. Fat Quarter Shop carries all major brands like Moda, Riley Blake, Wyndham, Robert Kaufman, and Art Gallery with the largest selection of Fat Quarter bundles anywhere. Whatever the fabric, pattern, or notion you're looking for, chances are they're going to have it. And if they don't, then just ask. Their customer service team is the best, and they will even help you match colors over the phone or online. Visit them at fatquartershop.com. And this month, all Bella Solids by Moda are on sale 20% off. Have you used these? I love Moda Bella Solids. They are amazing. They're really great quality, and they don't fray. I will put a link in the show notes for you. Let's get right into what is happening on my cutting table, the quilting part of this uh, podcast. I am waiting for fabric for three different quilts right now. So I am a little excited and anxious, but still kind of looking for some things to do. So those are three quilts that I'm going to be making on my machine. But in the meantime, I'm filling my time with the hand-pieced quilt along, which has been so fun. We are on week three. So we've done four patches, half square triangles, and we're doing flying geese. People are freaking out a little bit about the flying geese. They're freaking out about triangles. They're freaking out about the size of the patches, but um, we're going to get them through it all. I actually, right before I started recording this podcast, I did a little thing called a kitchen table video. I, it's an unexpected thing that I'm doing. I didn't know I would do this, um, but it's something that I post in the Facebook group to kind of cover things that come up. Because when we, you know, I've written these these blog posts, and so has Patty, uh, you know, ahead of time as we were making our own quilts for the quilt along. But we didn't really know the issues that people were going to be having. So that's been kind of a, a fun thing is to hear what people are having issues with, um, whether it's their blocks coming out a little small, not knowing how to press, being freaked out by uh, a two and three eighths inch measurement, you know, all kinds of things like that. So it's kind of fun to um, do it. They're pretty quick and dirty videos. They're not high production value. Not that anything I do is super high production value, but it's it's been fun. So I just filmed one of those and threw it up on the closed Facebook group. And I have been adding those to my hand piecing playlist on my YouTube channel. If you ever want to check those out where I um, walk you through like how to cut, how to mark fabric, how to do the stitches, how to do the knots, how to sew through seam allowances. And I've actually had uh, videos on how to sew a four patch and how to sew them together, which is a little bit different than just doing the single patches and um, same with half square triangles and now with flying geese. And we'll have one other type of block after this. And then we will start putting those blocks, those four basic building blocks into uh, different configurations to create some star blocks that are a little bit more interesting to sew, but not necessarily harder. So um, so that's just kind of going, what's going on at, at home with the quilting. I did do a little field trip to the Road to California Quilt Show, which I've never done before. It's uh, in Ontario, which is about an hour and a half from me. And I just um, made this last minute decision to go on a Sunday. And um, I'm really glad I did. I don't know that I'll go every year. Um, I kind of have realized that I'm not a great quilt show person. First of all, I'm sometimes, I'm sad to say this, but I'm a little cheap about spending money. And, you, you know, you kind of want to be in a spending money frame of mind to, to go. But I did um, enjoy walking through the, not only the vendor hall, but the actual quilt show. And um, I, I learned a couple things about myself. One is that 
I don't make a lot of modern quilts. Okay, I'm not sure I've ever actually made a modern quilt, but I need to do that this year. But I love them. And those were the quilts that I was most drawn to in the show. And there were not that many of them, which is why it kind of, um, why I noticed it. There were so many beautifully crafted, traditional and art quilts that I marveled at the workmanship, but I don't want to make those quilts. And I, I, every once in a while when I go to a quilt show, I'm reminded of this is that um, as much as I love quilting, I'm only interested in really a very small segment of the market in terms of what I'm interested in making. But what really came up for me is, Kristen, you need to try to make a modern quilt. See, I'm, I'm kind of afraid that if I go down the improv, it shouldn't matter, but you know, down the improv trail that I don't have any art training. And even though modern quilts and improv quilts often look kind of random. I know that the ones that I love and that are good aren't random in the same way that I have uh, jazz musicians in my family. My two boys play, play jazz and um, Jonah is a guitar player. And when you listen to jazz and you listen to the solos, they often seem a little random, right? But I know from having a kid who practiced improv soloing for so many years that they're really not. There is a lot of music theory that goes into knowing what to play. And so I guess I'm a little insecure in the same ways that with no art training, even though it looks like people are just slapping together randomly cut pieces of randomly colored fabric, that's not really how it goes, or those are not the ones that look good. So I don't know if I need to delve a little bit more into graphic design, or I don't know, just design in general. But in the meantime, what I am going to do is I signed up for Amy Ellis, uh, Amy's creative side. I'll put a link in the show notes. She has an improv challenge right now where you sign up for it and then you get an email um, for five days straight about, she gives you a little challenge, whether it's lines or curves. And uh, so I signed up for that. I've gotten all five. I haven't done any of them, but I will. I saved them. And I think I just want to kind of start there. I also have talked about, um, what's it called? The Improv Handbook. I got it for Christmas a couple of years ago. I've mentioned it before and I love it. I love to read through it like it's a novel and then not really act on it. <laughs> but I need to do better with that. I want to, um, I want to make these quilt, I, I want to make a quilt in the same spirit of the, the modern quilts that I'm admiring so much. So that needs to be a goal that's not even on my power sheets right now, which is my goal planning worksheet. I need to get that on there because it's something that I'm realizing about myself as time goes on is that I love modern quilts and I want to make one. Um, so at Road to California, some of the things that were interesting is I stopped by a couple booths, two booths that sell, sold um, custom thimbles, sterling silver custom thimbles, and they were amazing. And it's not something you can really apparently buy online because, you know, you pl you just try on a bunch until you find the one that fits your finger perfectly. And one of them was even just like a ring. Like it didn't cover the tip of your finger. It was almost like the width of a, like a wedding ring, but it, it had uh, ridges on it. And it just covered the part of your um, 
like your finger that you would use to push the needle in. So that, that, that was really interesting. And uh, so I was interested maybe in forking over a little money for that till I found out there were like $120 because they're jewelry, you know, they're sterling silver. So that didn't happen. I also found some amazing hand carved or hand turned seam rippers. <laughs> Beautiful work done by this, um, this woodworker. But you know what, that's I don't know. They were very beautiful, but that was not going to happen either. And then I tried on these, um, they're called craft, opti craft optics. They're like glasses with like a like surgeon binoculars with a light like right on them. It's hard to explain. And I probably, I don't know if I could even find a, a link. If I, I'll look for a link in the show notes if I, and put it in the show notes if I can find it. But it basically lights and magnifies your work right in front of you, like if you're doing handwork. And it was amazing. But the, fir the first thing I said is, wow, I really need a manicure. And my gosh, would you look at those cuticles? That's like all I could see. It's like you see your hands so close up. So I'm like, oh, these are really cool. Yeah, they were $800. So again, <laughs> not going to happen. Um, but I did notice a real trend in ruler work. Oh my gosh, so many booths were selling rulers for, for quilting. And I mean... Um, I want to call it for free motion quilting, for quilting straight lines or curves, but with rulers, which I feel like, and I just could be wrong here, I feel like a few years ago, this was something that only long armors, armors did, but now um, they have all kinds of these rulers and ruler feet for domestic machines. So this might be something that I want to try at some point. Um, you know, I'm a little bit, I can be insecure about my free motion quilting, but you could do some more interesting things with rulers as opposed to just straight line quilting. So I don't know, you know, tell me if you have come across this, if you've noticed the trend. Um, Sarah Diddy, um, I don't know if you follow her, she's a great quilter and she just came up with a whole new line of these um, of these rulers, I think mostly for long arming, but I think people are kind of finding out that you can also use them on domestic machines, maybe even exactly the same rulers. So I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Um, yeah, so that was mostly the, the, the things that I noticed about um, Road to California. I got there early and had a wonderful conversation with a, um, a woman uh, who just needed a place to sit. And we just got chatting about um, quilting and gardening and, uh, and things like that. I actually also ran into a woman getting coffee who had won the Judge's Choice Award. And we kind of chatted about that and that she almost didn't enter that quilt, but her husband said, you should enter that. And he hadn't been well and so she did it for him and she won so there you go you can't win if you don't play right i'm also working on um, some pin cushions uh, the fat quarter shop's doing again their blog remix a uh, little promotion which is kind of fun they did it last year where they revisit some of the tutorials that they've done over on the jolly jabber blog and um you know some bloggers remake those with kind of more current fabrics and so um, i've kind of had some fun with that i'll be posting little pictures um, of those later but sometimes you know you just kind of need the quick win and man there is nothing like sewing a pin cushion to just make you feel like you've accomplished something so i was able to use um my friend minky's fabric she's got this uh, line from riley blake coming out it's called someday it's coming out i think any time now and it's adorable and so i was able to get my hands on um you know a little a little bundle of that from her and um, so that was fun to, to kind of play with and um oh the last thing that i want to mention um about quilting is that my friend uh, Holly Ann over at String and Story has 
just released a new class. Now she has several self-paced classes that you can do, whether it's, um, she has a free intro intro to free motion and one on color theory, and then some other ones about, I don't have the list in front of me, but gradually building up your, your free motion muscle. And then her last class is called um, Rockstar Status. And she gives you like 30 motifs and hours and hours of video to go through at your own pace. And she just released that class. And it's only actually going to be open until the end of this week, which is um, today is February 5th, 2019. And I know she'll reopen it periodically, but I'll put a link in the show notes. So if you want to get in on that, if you, if it's on your bucket list to um, your goal for 2019 to get over your fear of free motion quilting, she is a fabulous teacher. If you want to check out her, um, her page at String and Story, she does many, like two to three live videos every week um, where she's just sharing what she's doing. She's teaching. She's just sewing along with people. So definitely check that out. And she, she's a wonderful teacher. And I know that you will not regret that. Let's move on to books. I did finish a book um, that I talked about on the last podcast called Just in Time by Marie Bostwick. And at that point, I had barely started. And um, I realized, I came to that, that realization that I do that Sometimes I'm at the point in my life where if I just read before bed every night, I only get two pages in before I fall asleep and I get nowhere with the book. So one day, uh, I was, I guess on Saturday, I'm just like, I'm going to read this during daylight hours. And then I read it totally obsessively and finished it on Sunday. So it just, it makes such a difference for me if I can actually commit to a little bit of reading during daytime hours. It would also be better for me if I could... Um, moderate that a bit and just set aside 15 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day during daylight hours to read and not just like let the whole rest of the world um, be set aside while I finish a book. But I really, um, I enjoyed this. I mentioned last week that it was about these three women who met at a grief group and they, that was a not a good fit for either of them. So they kind of formed their own little support group. They're from they're different ages, different situations, which of course makes it all the more interesting. But it's really about their friendship and the things that are going on in their lives, each individually. Um, it's kind of an ensemble book. Yes, I just, I, I really ended up enjoying it. There's um, a little bit of um, sewing in it and a little bit of hand piecing in it, hand piecing for quilts, which I think was kind of fun. Um, so as you may know, Marie Bostwick has the Cobbled Court series, which is, you know, just quilty novels. And that's how I first found her. But she is, she's ventured out. But I do love how she has, she sneaks those little things in about sewing and quilting because um, just like we are, you know, fully formed, complete people and our sewing and quilting is only a little part of our lives. You know, that's how these characters are. So it's not about that, but it shows um, how it um, fits into their lives. And again, I found found it very interesting that one of the characters found that hand sewing just really helped her psychologically. And that's what um, I've been hearing as people are posting their blocks for the hand piece quilt along. People are saying, I never thought that I would enjoy this. This is so relaxing. This really helps calm my mind. This one woman, she's waiting. She's overdue to have a baby. And she just keeps stitching along these blocks saying, I'm just waiting for this baby. And so, um, yeah, so that's one of those those things that it's fun to experience in your own life. And then, you know, she brings this up in this book as well. So I do highly recommend Just in Time by Marie Bostwick. 
In terms of the shows that I'm watching, um, Victoria is back, and I am super excited about that. So I don't know if you're into these royal shows. There's like The Crown, which I think should be coming back soon, too, and Victoria. Um, I think The Crown gets all the love, but I really prefer Victoria. Maybe it's because The Crown's on Netflix and Victoria is on PBS, and so it just gets a wider audience. But I love these shows about what it's like to, to be a royal, and if I've come away uh, with you know, any from with anything from these shows, it's that men have a hard time being married to a queen. <laughs> it is no picnic being married to a queen because there's a big ego thing that you have to to set aside. And so um, I think it's episode, I think it's season three for Victoria, and I'm only into it by a couple episodes, but it's as delightful as ever, um, I do have a running joke with one of my friends that um, she thinks that Prince Albert is just like so amazing. And um, I I don't really feel that way. <laughs> and again, I think it's because um, it's really, it's hard. It's hard to be married to a queen. So um, I, pr I really prefer it over the crown, even though I'll obviously watch both. So if you haven't ever checked out Victoria on PBS, do check that out. And um I also mentioned last week, and I heard from a couple people in response to this, that I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale with my husband, and I'm I'm pushing through, but it is a hard show to watch, and it, it's a little bit it's a little bit scary, but it's kind of good. It's kind of good for me to get out of my um, my bubble of just sweet British shows. <laughs> but um, yes, I'm persevering there. If you have any recommendations of shows that you are loving, definitely put them in the comments or, you know, message me or something and let me know because I feel like I'm kind of running out of things to watch and, um, and I'd love to know what you guys are watching too. So let's move on to the homemaking and or real life part of this <laughs> podcast. So now that it's February, I was able to do my Power Sheets check-in. So I've mentioned before that I did this goal setting worksheet called Power Sheets. You don't have to start it in January, but it's like 35 pages of figuring out what you want out of life and then breaking those down into actionable things for you to do every month. And you create what's called a tending sheet of, of just what you want to accomplish during the month, during the week, and on a daily basis. And then at the end of the month, there's a, a couple more sets of worksheets for you to go through for you to acknowledge what you accomplished that month, what was working, what wasn't working, um, what was what somebody you're grateful for, what something is that you're grateful for that happened, you know. So it's really a nice little review to the month, and and because the t you know time just goes so fast, right? So it's you know it's good to just not the just at the end of the year think about what's working and what wasn't, but more um, do some course corrections on a month by month basis. So that was, um, that was good. I set aside some time this weekend to do that. I was kind of resistant to do it because um, it just seemed like too much work. But in reality, it took me like 20 minutes and um, I kind of, I realized a couple things. I just realized that I actually was moving forward on, on some goals. I was getting some sewing done. Um, I was moving forward on some work-related things, but I perhaps did not get as recommitted to um, Weight Watchers, or WW they call it now, as I had been before, and I really want to um, kind of just finish off that that goal of getting back down to my goal weight. So I'm like, okay, this is the time to course correct. So, so that was good for me. The other thing that I've been wanting to introduce back into my life and... Um, 
because if I just really had some good success with it in the past is something that I learned from Gretchen Rubin called Power Hour. I may have even talked about it on the podcast before. And that is setting aside an hour a week in you know, whatever day works for you. I'm, I think I'm going to try to do this on Saturday afternoons. And it's the time that you set aside to do all those little nagging things that can be done anytime so they are you never find time to do them things that have no deadline and um, I know that one of the things that one of my goals is to tackle a little maintenance issue on the house um, every month we live in a house that is oh gosh I don't even it's like it's about 30 years old at this point and um, there are just little things that you know go wrong and you can just kind of let them slide but if we just tackled one, and they don't have to even be big things. They can just be small things like the the doorknob on the downstairs bathroom. The lock is kind of iffy right now. And that doesn't really bother us because you can always tell when someone's in there because the fan is on. Apparently, this makes guests really twitchy. So I just want to finish fix that. So I'm just going to set aside a time and I'm going to go to Home Depot and I'm going to pick up that... Um, doorknob and then I'm going to make my husband install it but um, what other I'm trying to think of some other little things but just organizing going through email and deleting and filing organizing the files on my desktop or downloading the pictures on my phone and getting those backed up those kind of things that are important but not urgent you can just knock them out in power hour I've even started um, a little list on my bullet journal of the things that are nagging me that I can start to knock off and even just once a week I think I'll really make some good progress with that so I'm I'm kind of excited about that the other thing that um, is kind of on my mind right now is I want to start being a better consumer so I have a birthday coming up and um, Coincidentally, I also need a purse. Now I'm a person that in the past has bought okay, but rather inexpensive purses, you know, either like just from Target or TJ Maxx, and they last for a certain period of time, and then they fall apart. And I, as a person who's trying to be a better steward of the earth, I'm starting to feel guilty about that. Also, I hate to shop. So, um... I want to start putting in a little bit more effort on the front end and buy things that are really good quality. I know they're going to be more expensive, but that are going to last me for 10 years. I'd much rather buy a purse every 10 years than a purse every year or even every six months, <laughs> you know? And so um, the problem is, is that it it's a little stressful. It takes research and time on the front end to to find that purse that I'm going to be happy with for the next 10 years and so and I feel the same way um I really have this desire to have uh, like a necklace that I just wear all the time I am not a person that puts jewelry on every day I have two rings on my fingers that I never take off and I don't really wear jewelry beyond that I have earrings I have some necklaces I never think to put them on so I would love to have like a necklace that I just wore all the time, which is how I was when I was a teenager. I just had one of those little gold floating heart necklaces. I wore it all the time. And so again, I need to research the right length and, and make sure that it's, you know, a quality that can, can stand up. And, and instead of having, you know, a bunch of costume jewelry, I'd rather just have like one or two necklaces that I can just always, always go to. And um, I was a little inspired by this by my son, Ben, who um, is, you know, sort of wise beyond his years. And he needed a new jacket recently. It's a very bad time to go try to find a light jacket right now. 
in February, which is like in California here. We are in the dead of winter and the zipper on his jacket broke. So we went to look. You cannot find them. And so he started researching online. We we're just going to like buy a little Columbia fleece thing from Amazon. And um, so he starts research and he finds this Patagonia jacket that is like kind of perfect. But Patagonia is expensive. It's a really good quality. It's way more than I'm going to normally pay for a jacket. So the next thing I know, he's saying, I found this Patagonia jacket. I've researched it. I found it on eBay. It's in really good quality. It's half price. <laughs> and... Um, Ultimately, we lost that we lost that bidding war by a uh, dollar fifty, <laughs> so we didn't get that one. But I was I was just impressed by you know what this is what I should be doing. I should be looking on eBay for a really nice leather purse. Um, and buying secondhand is you know so much better for the planet. So um, sadly, he still doesn't have a jacket because these things take time. But uh, yeah, I want to start buying better. And um, yeah, so if you have any any great leather, good quality purses. Um, if you have a, a favorite brand or, you know, um, I, I know on, on Etsy, there are people who hand make them and stuff. If you have a, a favorite brand, um, pop that into the comments or, or email me, let me know. I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm researching right now. I want to take a second to thank people for leaving reviews. Oh my gosh. I, um, after getting no reviews last time, people responded, and thank you so much. Um, so Fritter51, California Crafted, Nana Nora, and Quilting Dragon. Thank you so much for taking the time to get on to the podcast app and review and leave a comment. And thank you for all the nice things that you're saying. So um, I really appreciate anyone who takes the time to, to leave a comment. All right, let's get to the giveaway. So um, I decided to give away a few of my favorite things um, as a celebration for um, my one-year podcast anniversary. I will put a, um, how will I do this? Probably a raffle copter giveaway in the show notes. So visit those to enter. And the prize at this point is a copy of the ultimate guide to machine quilting. I have a brand new copy that I bought, but then when I went to quilt market, market I got a, um, a signed copy. So that's been just waiting for this. So that the ultimate guide to machine quilting is um, by Angela Walters and Krista Watson. And it is the book that I worked my way through as a blog post. I'll even put a link in the show notes to that too. I worked my way through all the motifs in this book to get over my fear of free motion quilting. Now, I think I'm on record saying that I still fear free motion quilting a little bit, but man, this really improved my skills so much. It's a great book if you actually take the time to work through the motifs. How many times do we buy these books and then not really use them? So I encourage you, if you win this book, use it. And then if you don't win this book, go buy it because it's totally worth it. I'm going to throw in some Aura Filth thread, my favorite thread, and a little bundle of fabrics. Um, I'm a little unsure right now what that's going to be. I think I'm going to put in some of um, Minky Kim's fabric because I've got some of that. And, um, you know, she's my special friend, lives down the street. And because of the book so illustrated that we wrote together, that's really what got me going on this whole, you know, kind of um, quilty journey. So um, book, thread, and fabric. I'll maybe try to take a picture and put a, um, a raffle copter sign up in the show notes. So good luck for that. I will leave it open for probably 10 days till maybe the, the 15th. So um, yeah, so check the show notes for that.
So that wraps up this week. Thank you so much for, uh, again, spending this time with me. I hope that you had something fun to drink. And um, let's make this even more like chatting with a friend and have you chat back at me, whether it's through the comments or emails or DMs. I love to hear from you. And I hope you just have a wonderful week.